Hi, everybody. Uh, Daryl here. Uh, welcome back to another uh, special episode of uh, Transmissions. I am uh, I'm going to be talking with uh, our good friend Ant from uh, TFU.info and uh, and also from the Transformers University uh, podcast. And uh, we are going to uh, take a deep dive into uh, all, you know some things that he he's into. So uh, I think we're going to uh, we're going to touch on some uh, some some baseball and, uh, and, and some reasons why it's a sport. Uh, you know, I'm not really into baseball, but uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, we're going to get into uh, a couple other things. And oh, oh yeah, we're going to talk about Transformers too, because uh, uh, Ant's into Transformers and, uh, you know, and, and he's got a website too, where if you, if you are not aware, it is a, a website where you can go and identify your, uh, your Transformers. If you are not sure if it's, you know, what is this thing or, I don't necessarily know, uh, you know, what this guy's name is. What uh, what do I do with this? Okay. Oh, that, I'll just go to tfu.info and uh, and oh, there it is. Got it. Okay. That's uh, that's what the site's for, and it works really well. I use it quite a lot. So uh, let's uh, let's get into that now. So yeah, we're gonna go and we're gonna chat with Ant. The the the, the Beast Wars number one Beast Wars fan <laughs> thing has has taken on a life of its own. It and, quite uh, has. <laughs> At at this point, I'm just running with it. I, I might as well just just lean into it. It's <laughs> nobody else on the show can actually can they, nobody can even compete with me on the on the money I've spent on it. So I'm just going to be like, <laughs> until you guys even come close, I'm not even going to even try to give it up. So yeah, I don't even want the title really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have me on. I did a lot. Of, you know, I bought a lot oh, of this stuff. God back when it was was new so yeah uh, i mean you'd you'd have that title from me in a minute like it, it'd be gone <laughs> well that's but, just uh, that's just predicoms at this level then there's a, a level above that i haven't really touched and if you go up that shelf there is the maximals and that goes yeah three over yeah <laughs> my god <laughs> wild so we'll yeah we'll definitely circle back to transformers because that's that's I mean that's going to be a whole topic on its own but uh, I'm I'm interested in getting into uh, into sports with you okay. because uh, you're a, you're a big sports guy and I know I know we've got some differing opinions <laughs> on sports so that's funny fun I'm one. it's it's a misconception I'm not a big sports guy so much as that I worked in baseball for so long that uh, that people think I know a lot about sports I just know a lot about baseball. <laughs> And then I can uh, kind of fudge okay. my way through the rest, but uh, but yeah, feel All free. Right. Well, let's let's get into baseball then, because uh, I I just I don't understand its appeal. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a hockey playing Canadian, I've I've watched baseball. I've I just just was at a, a ball game, and uh, you know I watched the Jays play. And actually, you know I'll I'll admit that you're watching them that close, and I had really good seats. It was a fun game to sit there and watch, you know, that, you know, be in the ballpark, but to sit and watch it on TV. Oh my God, it's boring. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I'll play it. If I'm on the field playing it, I'll, I'll have a great time playing it, but I cannot watch it on TV and I don't get the appeal. And I mean, it's, 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 it's gotta be something that, you, you know, you Americans just, just love, but you know, I, I, and and there's a lot of Canadians that love it too, but I I don't understand it. And and perhaps you can you can illuminate me on you know on what's what's the uh, you you find is the appeal for you. 
Well, I, I would say there's there's a couple things. So one, I think I think I have to preface this in that the way the game is played now versus how the game was played ten years ago or fifteen years ago or twenty years ago is is very different. Um, to the fact that it's actually become more boring <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, oh, damn. <laughs> I mean, where I've I've talked to you know I have some some friends some. Uh, former co-workers of mine who are sports writers and uh you know analysts and and they're like this sport is unwatchable right now um because because the the way they've used um data and analytics to which you know look it's it, as as sure. you know for, as sports go they need to do that in order you know to get that competitive advantage and it's just but the way that that it's gone without any sort of correction in terms of the rules um yeah. has made it really hard to watch because so like I, I, just for example, I've been watching. I don't know if you've seen. Uh, I guess you guys have ESPN up there, but they're doing a, a documentary on Derek Jeter. And uh, as a Yankee fan, and as someone who like my that that like Derek Jeter came up the year I graduated high school, and like okay. so like my entire like late teens, early twenties into my thirties is like all encapsulated in, in that documentary. Like I'm sitting there watching sure. my wife and like every big moment, I'm like I know where I was when that happened. I know where I was when that happened. Um, you know, watching those games and watching just um, players going first to third pe people running, you know, a lot more, there's a lot more running and throwing, <laughs> which you don't see anymore. Um, baseball's really kind of become obsessed with these like true outcomes of walk home run strikeout. Um, okay. And and so it's become a thing where the game visually isn't interesting anymore because there isn't that physical movement. There isn't that that level of athleticism on the field uh, that you used to see. Um, so I feel like baseball's in need of some rules changes, particularly around uh, what they call the, def the defensive shift. So where they'll okay. put Paul, put all the infielders on one side of the field or the other side of the field and kind of stack it's it's almost like what equates to in hockey as uh you know where they, where they outlawed the trap where it was an illegal defense and they they outlawed that sure yeah, um yeah. that's basically what baseball has been doing for I don't know, five or six years now and no one has gotten rid of it yet uh, they haven't like made it illegal so it's it's really taken away from the game uh, I think that's that's the one big flaw with it but you know the game I've heard you know but before that I've always heard the game is boring the game is this there's two things you know that I feel like are really interesting is that the game has time to breathe in terms of your it, the action happens but it happens in a in a blink right um yes. it's not like yeah, hockey it's where quick. where it's not like hockey where everything is is moving the puck's moving all the time things are going back yeah. and forth you know baseball it's it, there there's a lot of nothing there's a lot of nothing and then something really cool happens and and so that that little that ebb and flow allows for conversation and so the conversation then allows you know which is which is funny because I, I i find it weird that a lot more like transformers fans or, or like sci-fi fans nerd fans comic fans aren't into baseball because it's that same kind of conversation it's the it's the what ifs what's about to happen what are they doing historically how does that fit like people talk mm -hmm. like baseball's more about a game it's more of watching a game but having a conversation at the same time so i think right. that's that's where the appeal is for a lot of people it's 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 the ebb and flow of that and then you know watching at home you know as someone who got paid for a long time to watch baseball i can understand when it gets boring trust me yeah but when it's good it's good the tension's there the you know the drama is there yeah well i i i, I did ride along with the jays uh, a number of years ago to uh they were on this playoff run um and it was the year when uh um 
Bautista did the bat flip. And that's still, that's still a big moment <laughs> here in, in, in Southwestern Ontario. Like you still walk through like malls and you'll still see like stores selling posters, like big prints of Bautista in the, the bat flip. And I'm like, what the hell? Like it's, you know, it's, he's been gone from the team for like five years. Like let, let the guy go. Um, but, uh, you know, so I was, I was watching at that point because, you know, playoffs drama, you know, it did add that level of, 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 um, you know, intrigue to it. And, but, you know, it still had that, you know, those, that, that lull during the games when I'm sitting there during, you know, each inning and the, just the, 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 the game just dies for me. And I'm, you know, I look at it as a, uh, from I'm, I don't consider myself an athlete. I've never been an athlete. I played sports, but not at a high athletic level. Um, but if you're playing at a professional level and you don't break a sweat, then you're, <laughs> I don't know how you can call this a sport. Like, you know, you know, the, you, the guys who are batting and they're running, you know, around the bases at the time, you know, if you hit, a home run and you get back to home plate. Yeah. Maybe you've broken a sweat at that point. Right. But the guys who are standing in the field, like, come on, like, this is, it's crazy boring. And it's, it's only between the pitcher and the batter. Like the two people, when the batter hits the ball, then the other, the other players, you know, you know, get activated. Right. Um, you know, and it's, I, I, it's, it's a team sport, but is it really, that's the, that's the kind of, the 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 contradiction for me with baseball is it's only a team sport if if the pitcher or the batter i guess if the batter succeeds or the pitcher screws up i guess i don't know if you want to you know the batter really needs to succeed for the for the other team members to 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 get activated and you know brought into the game yeah well right? it's a game of fail you know it's a game of failure when you get down to it um right uh, I mean, you know, the best hitters of all time failed almost 70% of the time. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. so like that, you know, the, the game itself, it's, you know, it's rare in that the game is the only one that where it's one of the few games where the defense has the ball, you know, you don't, you don't usually see that in yeah. most sports. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where it, it, it's certainly more about um, there, there is an individual nature to it, but you can't play without a team either so it's it's of course yeah right so it's one of it's one of the great ironies of the game um you know there there it's 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 very much akin to watching a chess match in a lot of ways right so like sure you're you're you know you're 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 watching trying to plan you're you're basically trying to be the manager you're you're basically trying to plan out the game as you're watching it uh you know um it's kind of you know it's funny because again it applies to like a lot of what we talk about and that like when when uh you know new figures leak well why didn't they do this why didn't they do that like you, you play those same guessing games watching watching sure. baseball um yeah. and you play those same games in that uh well all right what's the next step what's the one that's coming after this so so the, there, there's certainly a lot of um similarities um but in terms of like action yeah I, yeah you're not going to get that uh so much 
you know, I, I got to admit, you know, hockey has the better fights, but baseball has the crazier fights. <laughs> they're not, but they're not guaranteed, though, right? No, they're and not, they're not very good. They're usually not very good, but it's always one guy who's about to get his ass kicked by nine guys. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. They're, they're, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, if you have a fight, it's a bench clearer yeah. every time, right? They, they, you know, that's that's stopped in hockey. It's very rare that a bench clearer will happen. Right. Uh, you know, full line brawls. Sure. That'll happen. You know, the, but, but a bench clear. No, no, that does. That's very rare. Um, yeah. You guys have some, some crazy fights, um, <laughs> you know, but then I, again, like I'll talk to people and I just had a conversation uh, the weekend before uh, this last one where um, uh, I was talking to some basketball fans and they say, well, you know, hockey and basketball are all action. It's all movement. Why don't, you know, why don't you like basketball? And I'm, I'm like, well, I, I don't like basketball because there's too many points now. Right. And so at the, at some point in time, if each team scores a hundred points, the points don't matter anymore. Why? Well, I'm not cheering for points anymore. If each team scores a hundred. Right. So you know, it, the only for basketball for me, it's the end of the game that actually matters. I'll tune in when there's four minutes left in the game, right? Because that four minutes is going to last twenty, and <laughs> and but the points in the game don't particularly matter when each team can score a hundred of them, right? And you know, it's but uh, yeah, basketball's is it's higher on my list than baseball. Um, uh, just because of its 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 constant move, motion and, and action, and something's always happening, um, and the and the guy and the players break sweats. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I used to get paid. I used to get paid to watch basketball every so often too, and 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 that was always my all right. Well, I'll I'll just look for cool stuff in the first three quarters, and if, if the game doesn't get out of hand, then it's going to pay pay attention in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, it's weird because. I've always been the guy who will play any sport. I love it. I spent a year in Australia and played Australian rules football um, on a team. And it was, I had a blast playing it and they're, they're nuts. Like they're crazy people. Right. Um, and, uh, and I don't know if, if anybody's listening or, or, or whatnot has ever played or seen played. I've seen uh, it. I don't understand play. it, but I've seen it. <laughs> it's crazy sauce. They're jumping on each other's backs and stuff. It's, crazy no equipment at all and and just nuts um but uh yeah it was really quite fun and uh yeah but if you you know if you're watching it it's it's it look, kind of looks like rugby it's kind of looks like uh kind of looks like football but not particularly more more soccer like really but uh kind of a mix of soccer and 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 rugby but uh yeah it's a, it's an interesting sport as well but uh yeah, so I wanted to touch on because we've we've chatted online because you sir have multiple Emmys and I've tried to compete with with that with my <laughs> my minor league hockey trophies. Um, um, but uh, so you got these these Emmy awards uh, for uh, for your work with the, the MLB, right? That's correct. So uh, uh, in my career, my former career in sports television, I worked for uh, MLB Network. Which is uh, the the league owned television network for Major League Baseball, and uh, I was there uh, about three weeks after they launched in two thousand nine. I was there about four, almost five years, and uh, we won uh, as a show our 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 flagship show MLB Tonight won uh, best uh, out, most outstanding studio show 
uh, for a nightly show in the uh, National Sports Emmys uh, three years in a row. So from 2010 wow. through 2012, we we took home the Emmy, and and as uh, as uh, an editor and a producer on that show, uh, it, I got statues out of it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well done. That's uh, that's very cool. That's uh, uh, something that a lot of people, you know. I mean, they give they give a lot of those statues away, but there's not a lot of people that uh, that have an opportunity to even get that get those statues, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know I I will joke that uh, you know I won three, but I've lost four. Uh, so so like I'm I'm, I'm less than fifty percent. Um, but you know the, they give them at various levels too. So uh, the thing about the Emmys is is that they're an industry award. So like yes, everyone knows the primetime Emmys. Um, everyone probably knows the daytime Emmys and and the sports Emmys. Those are all national Emmys. So those are all what I call the full size Emmys. Those are the big big statues. Sure. But um, you know each local market in the you know in the U.S. does does their own kind of you know Emmy awards. So um I, one of the ones uh, the first one i ever lost was a new york emmy so I, you know when i worked in 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 local news in new york i lost an emmy um but like i have friends who have won multiples of those and the statue is a little smaller and uh but uh you know they uh they give them out in various regions i i would assume as they get the regions get smaller the statues get tinier too i don't know how true that is but i like to think you like little, if, you get a little keychain at some point yeah <laughs> like if you win a, a local emmy in the middle of like you know i don't know north dakota uh you get like yeah just like a little micromaster emmy <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's very cool, uh, you know, and I, I, I do find that uh, I, I find it interesting that you you do tend to work them into many, many shots. Uh, you know, if they're <laughs> if they're in the background of a lot of things, I'm like, oh, there there's his Emmys. Oh, he's, uh, you know, it's, they're, they're, they're like a permanent part of your display now. And I, I, I find that funny. It's funny. I moved them out of here. Actually, they're in the living room now with, with like the important family pictures. Uh, but uh, uh, I used to have them back here too, because you know, when especially during the pandemic, this this room kind of doubled as my work office. And as uh, as someone who wor I work in the corporate world now, doing video, like like you kind you kind of want to put that out there, like, hey, I know what I'm talking about, you know. And sure. so uh, yeah, and so you want to have that up there sometimes, uh, just as uh, as kind of um, kind of a way to just. Uh, let people know that you're you're you you that that you're not somebody who who like how could I put it um you know that you come with it with some experience and some uh level of knowledge sure, and yeah. so yeah, um because no, sometimes there, people are very yeah in the corporate world sometimes people are very quick to dismiss uh folks who work on the creative side of things as as kind of being you know maybe a little bit artsy a little bit like not as um you know, successful. And so you, you just want to kind of make sure you have that there in your back pocket. Mm -hmm. No, no, exactly. And, and, you know, being able to, and it's, and, and it's Emmys are sharp, right? So, I oh, mean, they're God. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you can, you can, you can do some damage with them if you really just, if they're pissing you off, right? Just, uh, you know, <laughs> wave them around and, uh, hey, you know, it's, get it's on my the face. wings, the wings on the back. They're, they're like, I, I keep them on a high shelf, keep them away from my daughter because I know they're, I know they're sharp. I've, I've certainly <laughs> hit my finger on them before. <laughs> well, I, I, they're very cool. And, uh, and, and I will, I will definitely continue to, to post pictures of my, my, my shit <laughs> <laughs> minor league hockey trophies because, uh, you know, 
they were participation trophies. And I think, uh, I think I, I, I definitely, uh, <laughs> I, I'm on, we're on the same level. I think at some point here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I like, I like posting those pictures of those Emmys with toys just because like who the hell else is going to do that. Right. So let's, let's, let's just do something Nobody. ridiculous with them. You know, as, yeah. uh, my, you know, my friends and I would joke that like, you know, everyone knows you know, a lot of, you know, I, I am very much Italian American. And, and the first question a lot of people ask me is like, well, uh, are you going to get a gold chain to put those around your neck? Like, <laughs> and uh, I'm still working on a way they're heavy. So I can't, oh my God, they would be so heavy, so heavy. Yeah. Oh man. Now we talked about it briefly be, uh, when you got on here, but it's not, a, you know, it wasn't part of the recording, but you, you did move down to Florida. So yep. how's the transition been from New York and you were in like New York, New York, right? So uh, no, not when I moved, but yeah, but I grew up in New York city. So, uh, okay. um, a native of Queens. Uh, so Queens native, I grew up in New York. Uh, after I got married, my wife and I moved out to long Island where she's from, uh, which is a little bit East of New York city. So if, if Queens is probably the furthest East part, part of New York city, Nassau County, which is, is what they consider long Island, even though Brooklyn, Queens, Nassau County are all in the same actual physical island uh okay. the, uh that's where long you know long island proper starts uh we moved out to nassau county for a little bit and then uh yeah and then moved from there to here um i would i would say that uh the adjustment you know uh, we're getting used to florida life uh it's 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 different because like instead of not going out in the winter you just don't go out in the summer so like oh. june through like now like this part of august you're like i don't want to be outside um but like february january february you're like oh this is awesome <laughs> so it's the flip side uh i'd rather be hot than cold so that that's cool um you know i think the one thing you know i, I people ask me do you miss anything about new york i'm like the biggest thing i miss is the food um everything's a oh, chain really? down here and like can't get good pizza can't get good bagels uh don't know if i haven't tried chinese down here so i don't know if i can get good chinese uh where i am in orlando is a little bit um on the outskirts of of, of orlando proper so like we, we don't get the the city life that you would if you were in downtown orlando you um you must be then uh close to disney then uh not exactly so orlando's kind of it's kind of big in terms of like what's considered orlando it's 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 spread out pretty far we're about i don't know probably a half hour 45 minutes from, from disney oh that's not far at all yeah 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 that's pretty close the um like the city i'm in london is uh is set up very poorly so uh if i were to drive um uh to the well if i drive to the diagonally across the city to get to the because i'm in the southeast if i were to drive to the northwest it would take me 45 minutes okay uh and it's just because it's it's terrible road system <laughs> but uh but yeah so uh, uh half an hour away from from disney is is isn't yeah, that's that's close for me. <laughs> so, yeah. But um do you still like uh Orlando I would assume is in, almost entirely set up as uh uh like a uh, touristy, right? Uh yeah, for the most part um, we're 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 near the airport. So like we're actually in the other direction. So we're um it's more of a suburb where we are. Like I mean Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, I mean in terms of like uh being touristy, we're we're not really in a touristy area, but some areas like it's certainly a yeah. Play, play towards that yeah okay yeah and the but the transition for the rest of the family has been all good because everyone kind of grew up in you know new york right 
Yeah, I mean, my my daughter was uh, let's see, a week, she had just barely a week past her second birthday when we moved, so we're um, okay. Yeah, she 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 had no <laughs> idea. Um, and then and then my wife, my wife's been adjusting. Well, my wife's actually really adjusted well. She's made 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 a lot of friends down here. We know we've got a pretty good community, good pretty good like group of people we hang out with and, and see on a regular basis. Plus, you know, having my daughter around, like you know, you, you go to kids' parties, you go, you know, you just go like today. We had a birthday party to go to, and then there oh, was right um, a neat little like farmers market they had in in the in the community area over here. So we went to that. We ran some people we knew. So like it's it's just one of those things where like. You, you make friends and thing with Orlando and I hate to say, it, cause when I used to hear people say it in New York, it would make me mad. Um, is that, uh, it doesn't seem like any, everyone, everyone from Orlando is from somewhere else. Uh, so, uh, and as someone who grew up in New York and I remember hearing that once at a bar and I was like, I'm from New York. Like I was just really aggravated. <laughs> it said something <laughs> someone about it, but, um, uh, it, it's it does ring pretty true down here. Everyone here is kind of transplanted, so everyone kind of finds their their group and their family, you know, or, or like their friend group to celebrate holidays and do whatever else. That, you know, down sure. Here. Yeah. Well, you. Um, I'm assuming in in your area, then you still would get a lot of snowbirds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got some snowbirds. We've got a lot of people from the Northeast, people that we uh, uh, that lived in. You know close to where we were either in new york or new jersey actually uh one of our friend groups one of our friends uh i was talking with him and he used to be a volunteer firefighter and um we we figured it out like he he was a volunteer firefighter at a place where a friend of mine his dad was like the old man there that taught everyone wow yeah so <laughs> that's wild what a what a small world yep that's really neat well, that's cool. Very good. I'm glad that you guys are making, uh, you know, making a life for yourself down there, and everything's kind of fitting together for you. That's that's always good. It's it's you know, I've I've grown up in this area, and I've only kind of moved, you know, small little hop, skips, and jumps around here, but it's always been right here. And uh, you know, the idea of moving, you know, to a different province or you know, across the country, kind of thing, is just that's has never really entered my mind. It's always been like you're gonna be here and that's always you know that's always been the thing right so yeah it's so, so you're not you going up to letter kenny anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> we're we're taking a trip and we're going through where they shoot it so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try and see what's going on there yeah but uh no it's uh it's very um it, it would be it would be really really cool to uh to 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 just pick up everybody and just leave. Uh, sometimes yeah, I fantasize about it, but uh, I would, you know, the <laughs> fantasy is also just me going. And, <laughs> you know, I have to take everyone else with me, I guess. Um, now, have you, uh, have you established a, uh, a, a community of Transformer fans down there? Or have you kept this to yourself? Um, I, I haven't like hidden it, but I, I have kept this pretty much to myself. I haven't found uh, a group of fans down here just yet. Um, something I've been meaning to do, but, uh, yeah, not yet. Oh, there's a, there, I know, I mean, just through listening to other podcasts and talking to other, you know, other, you know, Transformer fans online and stuff like that. Uh, there appears to be a pretty decent contingent in Florida. I don't know how close to Orlando. I know Josh Perez is in is in Orlando, so I mean, you know, he's he's definitely in your area. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's I often wonder with someone you know such as yourself, like myself, with a large collection of of, of figures, how 
how close to the chest you keep it, you know, when you're, when you're trying to start to, uh, you know, you know, a uh, conversation with somebody. Yeah. I, I don't advertise it out there, but like my, you know, my wife's friend, one of, one of our friends came in here, uh, like when we first met them and they were, they were hanging out and they, they, and, and so my wife gave her a tour of the house and usually she's like, that's Anthony's office. And like, just that's it. Door stays closed. And I was, I was at work at the time. And so, um, I don't know, was I, I might've been here, but, uh, yeah, so she was like, "Oh, let's go look," and she just opened the door, and she, and she got like all tripped out by it, and she thought it was great, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" I, like I haven't really like since then haven't really said like, "Oh, you know, it's it's just the thing I do," and like you know, I haven't really like advertised it to people, but uh, but yeah, yeah if people want to come in and see it, that's cool with me too. So <laughs> I, I, it's more that it's not presentable yet. Like this, this stuff behind me right now is like the stuff that's in the best shape and there's one straight across from me, but um, I have so much stuff that's just in storage from the move. And mm -hmm. even from before the move, because uh, when my wife and I moved to long Island, a lot of my stuff went from my apartment to back to my parents' house uh, and lived okay. in their basement for a while. And then I shipped it all down here when, when we moved. Uh, and so it's, it's in, you know, giant plastic bins in, in my, uh, my garage. So I'm, I'm working on it. It's not, I don't have everything set up the way I want. I don't know if you can see the in the in the split shot. You probably can't see it, but if you look at if you look at just a single shot of me, there's a black bookcase here. Um, okay. One of the things I wanted to do that I've been waiting on is that uh, these IKEA shelves behind me they make a, a cornering shelf that is pretty big. Um, they're yeah. twenty by let's see, I don't know what this this comes out to in, in metric, but it's uh, they're uh, thirty two inches by thirty two inches by twenty inches. So, so they're um, they're fairly large. Um, but I have another display just like this one on this side of me on the right. And so to have the corner cut around and then I was like, oh, those shelves would be big. That's good. I could put combiners or Titans on the back of them and, and sure. put them pretty high and, and do something where it loops around. Um, haven't really done that yet. I finally got the one on my right because Ikea had um had issues with supply chain just like everyone else right oh, sure. and so yeah. and so these these shelves i was waiting forever for them to come in because they are like the deepest shelving unit they do so uh, for me it's not so it's they go up 96 inches so they go up fairly high they were but they also go um something like 28 or 29 inches back so you know you don't uh um you can go really far back and put a lot of stuff on them and then you know what i do is i use like cardboard boxes and or now i use um uh generation selects boxes and i use them as as tiers okay. and layer yeah them up. that's a good idea <laughs> yeah that's a very good idea yeah i should dig some of those out because i got a bunch of those too yeah right on no that's uh that's that's cool and uh you have um uh so I mean, you could obviously just uh, just tell people, well, I run a website and, yep. uh, you know, website this is all... podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do, you know, I do this all for the website and, uh, you know, I have to have all this, uh, you know, inventory, right? Um, when did when did you start TFU.info? Oh, man, we are coming up. We, I always say we on uh, the site because the site feels <laughs> like an entity outside of myself. Um, I think it is. Uh, let's see. I want to say this is our 20th year. Uh, Holy smokes, yeah. I started it in, I started it in 2000, let's see, the end of 2001, yeah, into the beginning of 2002. Um, 
because I was pretty much out of work. <laughs> um, I had finished college okay. and, uh, you know, uh, funny, not a funny story, but uh, you know, the, just the way things work out. I had, I had finished my first gig in TV full, uh, where I was working the U S open, the tennis U S open, um, in 2001. And that went, uh, three weeks starting mid August, uh, to, and, Ended on September 9th. I'm like, I'm taking Monday off and Tuesday I'm looking for work. And Tuesday was 9-11. And so, <laughs> um, I, you know, I was, I was still living at home. I was less than five miles away from the trade centers. You know, like um, the world just kind of wow. changed that day, the day I was going to start looking for work again. And um, just needless to say, like, you know, New York was a hard place to find any work, much less work in television and news without like yeah. having contacts and whatnot so it took me a good probably took me a good year and a half two years to really like establish all those sorts of things so i was freelancing here and there and like just doing whatever i could but i wasn't working that much so when i wasn't working i was home i like you know what someone told me once uh we used to talk about like why isn't there a yojo.com for transformers and someone's like mm -hmm. well why don't you do it and i was like well yeah why don't i do it so uh that's okay. kind of how it came about so it uh we launched in uh we launched in, and I launched that site. Like uh, there was a soft launch, I think late 2002. And then, yeah, by 2003, it was up and running. I, I, I don't know the dates off the top of my head, but, uh, but yeah, the site's been around a while. <laughs> that's, that's very cool. So, you know, so nine eleven gave birth to tfu.info. I, I I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think it's <laughs> it's a direct line. Um, I, I would say more of that, uh, um, the time I had from, from not having, uh, work gave the, you know, gave birth to that. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's assume that there's a, uh, you know, the, the, the silver lining to that was that, uh, tfu.info, uh, <laughs> was, uh, was born. So yeah, let's, uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you that. I'll, I'll, I'll draw that <laughs> line for you. It might be a little curved. But uh, it's, you know, it, it leads you there. Um, so that's very cool. 20 years. Congratulations on yes, that. That's a, very, that's a very good milestone and, uh, and a well-used site. So, you know, I, I definitely have used it many times myself. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the, um, the, the site itself is, uh, you know, it's, it's gone through a couple iterations. And uh, I think... Uh, you're, you've been working on one for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How close to are 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 you to completing that? Uh not close. At all. <laughs> oh, okay. No, uh, it's one of those things. It's just I, the more I do it, the like the better off the site is long term. Um, okay. It's just a matter of you know finding finding the time to do it when uh, um, I probably you know I, I I hate to say I've spread myself a little thin between the podcast and and the website but you know as a one-man kind of show for everything um i try to i try to choose my battles where i'm going to do things uh especially since sure. you know and you know this is a podcaster right you have if people who, who listen to the show you have you know you have your your patreon folks so you want to make sure they're taken care of because they're literally giving you money directly right so you want to make sure they're they're happy um, and so, you know, between that and then, then, you know, just real life, like, uh, the, the pod, the website update has not been going nearly as much uh, as well as I've, I've liked. And it's been one of my goals for the year is to get, get a bit further along, but, uh, I'm into the movie stuff at this point, at least on my, my local hard drive, which is good because like, 
I code like everything is about coding uh, certain things into one massive file that I can then just link uh, to each page. Uh, so things like the number of movie Optimus Prime figures <laughs> there are, or Bumblebee, and the, both those pages are done, which you know is is something uh, of a, a massive task in and of itself. But that makes every subsequent Prime and Bumblebee page that much easier to do. So mm -hmm. uh, in in the previous iteration of the site, like um, for the most part, for things like that, as a character came along or came back, I would then have to go back to all the original pages and and copy and paste the new the new item into each one uh now it's just gotcha. adding one and then it, it's already updated for everyone so so little things like that and i'm not much of a web designer uh you know i know i know just enough to to make the website work and and to make things uh useful for for people but i feel like um i'll get there there hasn't really been like an update to the archive since 2016 um but at some point we'll get to the point where I can just be doing photos and adding pages as opposed to updating old pages. So um, we'll get there. It's going to be a little while, but it, we'll, we'll get there and then we'll okay. be caught up. And the cool thing is, is I'm still taking photos. I still have, you know, I, it's not like that stuff isn't coming. Uh, it's not like I have to like, um, I mean, I, I will always have to reach out for folks to, to donate photos. And, um, but there's still a, a whole backlog of photos that are going to come in that of, of recent things. Cool. The um, now uh, I I didn't look. I should probably look before I ask this question and make myself um, look like an idiot. But uh, I think yeah. So you do have GoBots on here. Oh yeah. Uh, and so that does uh, that does fly in the face of one of the controversies of the fandom whether GoBots are canon or not because uh, I am in this staunch in the field that they are now canon because Hasbro owns them and you know and they have appeared well Psykill has appeared in a comic uh you know so you know they are now they are now proper transformers now and and I mean if you're putting them on your site and 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 I know you're the hardcore you know Hasbro guy these have got to be canon now. They've got to be proper transformers for you. Oh, well, they were canon long before they before Psykill appeared in a comic. Um, I think it was a year before that in two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh, the E Hobby uh, Minibot set came out, and those are all GoBots characters. So uh, they pulled them in there. So there was official fiction that pulled pulled in uh, Pathfinder and Road Ranger, Bad Boy, Bug Bite. That's where Bug Bite comes from from mm -hmm. from the recent line and. Uh, uh, hold on, I want to look. I can look over at them because <laughs> they're on they're on a shelf over here. So um, those and and a couple others uh, were all made part of of the fiction in that regard. So it happened there, and it's happened multiple times since the cycle showing up in in I think it was was he in Dreamwave? Uh, I think he used to get killed off in Dreamwave fairly regularly. Well, he it was uh, Megatron Origins where Megatron <laughs> is killing him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure he shows up as a background character in a couple of uh, the Dreamwave comics too. I wouldn't uh, doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, and then just that, and then you even get down to like you know, more recently, Tom Tom Cioli's, uh GoBots crossover, uh, not crossover, his GoBots comic, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the very I don't know if you read it, uh, but the very end <laughs> kind of implies that um, 
that Road Ranger becomes Optimus Prime, <laughs> at least in mm-hmm. in Tom Scioli's mind, which is <laughs> uh, really and 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 he's drawn as Ro- as uh, Rob Liefeld's Captain America uh, cover. So it, oh, really? It's, yeah, it's <laughs> oh, great. It's, it's it's incredibly awesome. What a mess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, so, man. so th- I mean, there's precedence. I think I had Gobots up there before that, though, only because before they had crossed over, just because there wasn't a good archive for it. And as um as a fan, I was a Gobots fan before I was a Transformers fan. I think um, when I was younger, I was very much in the Gobots camp uh, until they, you know, until I kind of moved on to other things. I mean, I like Transformers, and I came back to Transformers in a big way after Return the Return of Optimus Prime. Like that really mm-hmm. got me back into uh, the toy side of things. So, you know, Gobots oh, wow. have always you been a thing really for me. Late, eh? yep. uh, I wasn't that late, but like if I look at my like, I had things here and there, but I was never like really into. Um, yeah, I was never really into. I don't want to say never. I, I'm trying to think. Like I did definitely miss like things while they were out. Like a lot of my Transformers as a kid are eighty set like eighty six, eighty seven figures, and then stuff I got from the Mailaway, uh, mm-hmm. the Mailaway yeah. figures. So like I had Wheeljack and Sunstreaker and um, Ratchet from the Mailaway, not from buying them in the store. I, you know, I had. I had um, a couple of transformers here and there because people would buy them for me as like gifts or whatever. Like I think Braun, Braun and Braun might have been my first one, and then Slag because I loved I loved dinosaurs at, at that age. So like you know <laughs> that that's where that came from. So I had definitely had a few here and there, and and because they were so similar to Gobots, like I was definitely into them. But I was mm-hmm. more into the cartoon than the toys. I think at that point. Right. Yeah. That's seems seems to uh, to fit a lot of a lot of people's stories. Yep. Plus. Gobots were cheaper and yeah. and and the the as a parent if you don't know what your kid is going to be into you're going to go for the cheaper option first right so yep. gobots were probably the first thing most parents bought for their kid you know cuz they were so much cheaper my um, dad always said that he liked them better cuz they were all metal uh they were all oh. diecast metal uh okay I, I remember him telling me that like when i was older i was like oh that's interesting I'm like that that actually makes them harder to keep <laughs> because they break yeah. easier yeah no they they definitely had uh i mean there's a lot of them at the store that i help out at and uh the none of them are in good shape like they're, mm-hmm. they're all beat to hell so yeah there's uh there's a couple of the older ones the uh the one that always seems seems to make it through is that uh the, the two versions of the plane, like the, uh, the, I can't remember his uh, name. Water walk. Cause that's the one, that, that's one water walk. The, the one that the water plane. Or yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. There's two versions of that. There's like the beige one and then there's the white one. So yeah. Uh, and the beige one is the actual one. The white one is generally it's a knockoff. Sometimes it's a machine robo figure from overseas, but, uh, uh, it that one seems to have been knocked off many times. That one in slicks, uh, which is the formula one car, uh, just get definitely those two got knocked off all the hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that one seems to make it through uh, all the all the beating and banging those those things did because that there's a few of those in the store that are in really nice shape actually. So yeah, but uh, GoBots, man, that's <laughs> that's fun. They're 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 an interesting little niche thing, and you know new 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 collectors are are going to be able to get this this new crasher figure that's coming through and uh they're not going to know what the hell it is and 
you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see the reaction. Well, it's fun because um, we've gotten a couple of GoBots in the line recently. I mean, we've gotten Bug Bite, we've got Road Ranger. Like those are those are ones. Even though like Road Ranger's colors are based off the e Hobby figure and not off the uh, GoBots figure, but like mm-hmm. that that's something we're seeing a lot of, uh, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and the Diaclone stuff. That's that's it's interesting to see mm-hmm. that for sure. There, uh, I mean, there's, um, there's definitely been a need for the uh, the repaints because you want to get different uh molds more harder to to create molds so the addition of these these repaints or or um uh, give you an, give them another character to kind of use the the figure for the mold for and uh, and I think it's it's I've try I try to look at it from a from what a business side from what they would do not from a collector side because I don't buy all the, re- I don't buy hardly any of the repaints. Um, but if, if there's a po- potential repaint, then, then that's something that I'll, I'll, you know, say, okay, well, if they do this character, then there's potentially three other repaints that they could do. Right. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's generally how I look at it. And I don't know what, you know, if you, if you probably have seen that, I mean, there's very rarely a figure that comes out and it's one and done and, you know, here we are. We got nothing, you know, nothing left for it now. You know, most of the time we're seeing that in the masterpiece line, and you know, there's. I think it's, I think it's masterpiece hound is one out that's been out right now that they haven't, they don't have anything for. I fully expect them to do a uh, an e hobby version of that, the uh, detritus. I think right. there's probably going to be one of that at some point. Um, and then the masterpiece beast wars figures uh, are, are some of the ones that I. I find that there's there's going to be an issue with doing remolds or, uh, or repaints of those. Um, Beast Wars Megatron is is definitely one because I cannot see them doing a Beast Wars uh, T Rex, um, like a masterpiece T Rex. <laughs> so, like it's it, it was funny enough to get one in 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 the main line, you know, and then get one for uh, for the uh, the Jurassic Park line, but uh, to make one in the masterpiece line, I. I don't think it's going to happen. So, you know, the masterpiece line is is kind of funny on the on the whole repaint line, but the the main generations line I think is 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 where we're going to see an awful lot of wild and crazy repaints. And yeah, as long as they do it and they keep doing it, I'm fine with it. There, we're going to get a lot of fun and different uh, different characters for sure. Yeah, I would say you know with masterpiece, the trick there is that it's it those those toys are such high parts counts, right? Especially something like Hound, right? Where uh, I haven't really had a chance to. I, that's one actually I got right before I moved, so I just kind of took it out of the. I don't. Know, I think I might have packed it in the box and just shipped it. So I don't. I don't even think I've I've gotten to play around with it much. But um, uh, you know that figure. You know that figure has a high parts count. I don't even know if you'll you'll see it in this you know, kind of state of uh, this economy of toys that we're in now where, where mm-hmm. plastic is costing so much and, and shipping costs so much. And, and, and that, you know, we're kind of in this different economic situation around the world. Um, I don't know if you'll see a repaint of that. Cause I don't know if it's, it's feasible to do it where you get it out at a price point that people will pay uh, mm-hmm. for, for that repaint. Hasbro smart in that they're doing the, um, you know, the generations line, um, one thing I've noticed that they've gotten very smart about is they're willing to uh, take a mold 
and reuse it, but not reuse it right away, not reuse it within two or three. Like they they're willing to stretch a mold out for a few years before they bring it back sometimes. So like yeah. you know, Detroit is a good example. Like I really feel like you're gonna see that as one of these rumored junkion figures that we're we're seeing listed in that it could just be hound okay. recolored because they've repainted that hound once. Um, and they did it again as Hound, right, for for the Netflix line. So, you know, the the other neat thing that Hasbro's doing is now they're willing to do to acknowledge that difference between, say, you know, show colors and toy colors, things they've done in the past, right. like that were unintentionally different. The comic and, colors. Yep. And so they can now take a character and and do the same, you know, top tier character and do it three times, uh, or you know, before even getting to the repaint. And a good example of that is, um, you know, uh, the kingdom dinobot mold right so we got we got two dinobots and a grimlock out of that but that mm -hmm. mold originally in beast wars was used i think eight times uh so so you know and i mean that's counting i mean actually well and most three or four of those are just different versions of dinobot but like you could totally delve into you know the hardhead figure or um a couple of the other yeah. repaints and and have some fun with that and a lot of those beast wars molds got a lot of use later on in uh, generate uh, generations in uh, uh, universe, the first run of universe. So you certainly could mm -hmm. find ways to to recolor those those toolings. But if you look at something like uh, Siege Sideswipe or or Cliff Jumper, like th those got those are getting tons of iterations just by so swapping many. out heads, right? And and then yeah. stretching them down the line. And it's 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 a smart move by Hasbro, like uh, to see them do that. Same with the like the Seeker molds, you know, like you always knew it was going to happen with Seekers. I mean, even with classics, we got, I, I did the mat, I did that page for the site. I think it's something like 30, 30 plus versions of that Seeker mold are out there. Um, so, so I, you know, it's, it's smart of them to find a way to, to kind of apply that to other, other characters, other molds, uh, as from a business standpoint. Now, from a collecting standpoint, uh, you know, that might cause some fatigue <laughs> to some extent, but, uh, yeah, but from a business standpoint, I mean, it's, it's super smart at Hasbro. Yeah. Now, um, what, uh, where do you fall on the, uh, so this is something that's been bothering me quite a bit lately. And uh, and is is starting to pull me away from uh, mainline. And even though I am buying a lot of the mainline, you know, G one figures, um, uh, I'm starting to pull back a bit because the quality control is is starting to lack considerably. And um, and I mean, uh, we've talked online a bit about it, but the 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 one that's calling uh, that's that's pulling a lot of attention right now is Motormaster, right? With a with a lot of yellowing plastic, uh, posts I saw today are are, are with uh, the uh, the fins on the beside his heads breaking off. I saw two separate posts today with those things breaking off. Now, I don't have the figure yet. I could have got it and 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 didn't. I that was one of the ones I pulled away from this week uh, or two weeks. Ago. Well, no, it was this week. I got called about it going and picking it up this week. Do you have Motormaster yet? Uh, no, he is on his way. <laughs> he, okay. I just got the email that he shipped. Uh, I, I, I hear you on that. I think, you know, I haven't experienced it much until just recently where I, I opened up the uh, Worlds Collide set from, from Target, the uh, the four-pack. Okay. And, like, the you know, the, the Nemesis Primal was great. And Bumblebee, for, for his, in terms of quality control, also really good. But then Black Arachnia, flimsy as all hell. 
loose and floppy. Okay. Same with Fangry, his legs loose and floppy. Um, where I was like, wow, this is this is something I don't I don't think I've uh, experienced in a long time getting getting something fresh out of the box and be like, this is not the like this yeah. the plastic quality didn't feel good. The 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 hand feel of it didn't feel good. Um, so I think some of this is is repercussions from the pandemic, at least in my observation. And mm-hmm. and I don't have like. I don't have any insider knowledge on this. Like it's, this yeah. is just kind of my my observation from a from a you know ten thousand foot view, and it's uh, uh, part of it for me, especially with the yellowing. And this is a little bit from our from one of the group chats we had with uh, Hasbro is that they were using different factories, and so some of those factories were not following guidelines. Uh, and this is back when they were we, we were talking about the Cyberverse RC figure. Uh, yeah. yellowing and, and a couple of things but they were able to figure out that it was a specific type of plastic so they know where the plastics are being used that are that are like that and they kind of narrowed it down to certain factories um to make sure they were following guidelines and i think that's one that's a scramble uh in terms of uh, the pandemic that meant hasbro couldn't get to their normal factories for whatever reason P- factories were, were slowing down not putting out product and so they went somewhere else the other thing is the shipping crisis, which I think has played into a lot of the yellowing. Um, what no one seems to be talking about is that we know these things were being delayed, right? We like we saw it with our our pre order, you know, release dates sure. uh, being pushed back, and now all of a sudden jumping up on us uh, to the uh, much to the dismay of my credit card. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think some of that when you think about how that works logistically, right? So these things are still being manufactured on time, or in some sense of being on time, but then they're thrown into, you know, they're put into cases, they're put into cargo ships and shipped across the ocean, and then are sitting in port waiting to come in. So I feel like part of that is more of a storage thing that if you have the the combination of a factory that may not be doing everything up to code or up to Hasbro standards, plus shoving all these things into a, a storage bin that is either sitting on the ocean with salt, you know, with seawater and seawater air or sitting on a dock with seawater and seawater air. Um, and then, you know, either baking in that, that container or just being kind of, you know, in there where it's not moving, it's not going to, you know, different climates or whatever it's going to do. Um, that's got to take a toll on the figure. That's why you're seeing yellowed figures in boxes because they're there in that situation much longer than anyone has ever probably intended them to be. Uh, I, I feel like that's part of the issue. So I feel like the further you get away from that, and that, and as we're seeing these shipping dates jump up, the figures that were manufactured for that, because if you figure Hasbro's timeline is a year and a half to two years out. So they, you know, they're yeah. already planning for 2024 at this point. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the time it takes for those things to be manufactured, shipped, sit on a dock, get unloaded, then get to your local store. Something is happening there in in that in the delayed version of that process that I think is caused the yellowing. And I think you're going to see less and less of that as we start to catch up uh, from a, a retail side of uh, to what what's coming out. That That's just my take on it. And like I said, I, I don't know how true it can be. But that's just observations from my end. Yeah, so the um I I did see something about uh Hasbro having uh like shipping containers sitting on it might have been a dock, it might have been just a a parking lot. I don't know. It was sitting somewhere and it 
somebody had mentioned this thing had been sitting here forever right and yeah it's been hot so you know that kind of thing had happened the other thing that i had seen is uh with regards to motor master specifically are these one and two little pieces that yellow it's not the whole area it's not one section it's one little piece that yellows which leads me to believe it's you know this is happening at the factory level where this one piece is sitting on the top of the bin of the pieces uh, and it gets picked off and then that piece gets inserted into the assembly machine and then you know it goes on and on and on so this one piece sat on top of the bin um all night or however long and then got exposed to the light that is no good for this particular plastic you know chemical composition and and then when it got put into the you know to the manufacturing of the figure then it started its yellowing process that's why this one tiny little piece of 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 the the figure has started to yellow um and nothing else has right so you know you'd think if the chemical composition is no good then you'd see a, a kind of a uh a yellowing across the the figure right one whole swoosh but it's just this one tiny little piece or one little strip of plastic is 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 yellowing and nothing else so it's it's specific to this one area and that's you know it sucks because yeah i the i've over the years since i've been back into transformers um i've seen this slow decline in quality control and it's you know, whether it's the price of oil has gone up, which has been weird because it's gone over the time, over the years, it's crashed back down and it's gone back up and it's, it's fluctuated. Oil prices fluctuate and that's, you know, it's just the way of things. But the, the, the way these figures are built, just it's, it's getting cheaper and cheaper. And people have talked about it for years, how the, the gappiness of the figures has gotten bigger and the figures have gotten lighter and there's no pins in figures anymore like you know the wheels are attached with these you know they're just kind of like you know pressure pegs now and they just they pop off easy like um at the store that i help out at they the amount of combiner wars you know uh menace like uh, motor masters and optimus primes and that uh, that white optimus prime that come in and they have no wheels like it's ridiculous they're all gone like those wheels fall off like you know like it's their job was to fall off it's, <laughs> so um so you know the the quality of these figures is just and i don't know whether this is just they're you know just they're 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 learning how to do it and that's just the the first you know version of that but it's just as it's getting further and further away from you know the i guess the mid 2010s early 2010s um it the, the figure quality of these main lines is getting worse and worse and worse. And this yellowing issue is just the latest thing. It's just, you know, it's, it's been, it's been declining for a while. And, and you've been in it long enough to, to know that like a figure that I like to go back to as an example of like peak, uh, you know, transformers is, is uh, Sergeant cup from the generations line right? His head was junk, like absolute shit. He had a, the worst face, right? But that was a solid, solid figure, right? And and I would put that up against anything because first of all, it only cost, well, it cost like 
15, 16 bucks here in Canada, which probably meant it was like 10 bucks in the US. It was. It was 10 right? bucks here in the US. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? Which is absolutely ridiculous when you think that a deluxe is now $30 here in Canada, right? That's it's 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 crazy, right? And and that that figure's not that old. What the hell is happening, right? Do we have to actually you know, start to, you know, consider, you know, bringing back our, our collections because of, you know, like taking stuff back. Like I, I like to collect all the mainline stuff if I can, except for like the kid line and stuff. I like to collect all the generations quote unquote chug stuff. Right. Because I, you know, that was the collector I was, but I can't anymore. I can't afford it. It's, you know, and these are the cheap ones. Right. So what, where, where's your opinion on that? What do you what do you think is going on? Uh, well, I, I don't know if I have any answers. Or there was a lot ones, in right? there. That was a lot. Yeah. Um. I I honestly think you know the the economy of it is it sucks. Look, I, I'll be the first to tell you it sucks. Um. But that's kind of what we're seeing across the board, at least in the U.S. on everything. I mean, that's not just you know toys yeah. oh, or whatever. Yeah. You know. The the price jumps have been tough because I think we've seen more price jumps in the last like four years than we have in the you know look it, deluxes in the U.S. were were ten bucks give or take um, up until twenty twelve and they jumped to twelve dollars and then they jumped to fifteen and then since they were fifteen um, which was pretty much up until like the start of the pandemic, then then jumped up to twenty dollars, twenty two dollars, or twenty three dollars. Now twenty five dollars. Um, so I mean, in about ten years, uh, the price has gone up one hundred and fifty percent. So like mm-hmm. that's bananas. Like uh, yes, yeah. I, I mean I agree yeah. with you there. Plus you're getting and, and I, I I you could see it in in just you know deluxe size figures now you're 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 sometimes you're getting less toy you're getting less toy for more money um, than you were ten years ago. Um, I I don't think anyone you know would deny that either. Um, but you know I think there's there's a couple of things with in terms of the economy of it. One of the things I've noticed uh, from Hasbro and my conversations with them at Toy Fair and whatnot is that the Yes, the price point is set, but what you end up having is, in terms of size, in terms of mass, in terms of parts count, sometimes that's spread across a wave. So whereas you'll get, you know, a cliff jumper or something along those lines as a deluxe, even though it's a mm-hmm. it's a small deluxe, you'll also sure. get a a big deluxe like a like an Ironhide or or something. I mean, Ironhide sure. wasn't like sold a, a as hoist. deluxe, hoist yeah, a right? Huge right. So yeah. so it gets balanced out in the wave because the weight or the mass of the the wave is how they ship. So yeah. they they will they will shift that around the entire wave, not necessarily. Uh, and to you know to have each figure be exactly the same uh, height or weight, um, so that's one one of the things to consider with that. The other thing, I mean, just in general, you know, we talk about the price of oil, um, you know, in North America, but it, the the issue doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily a North American one if the figures are manufactured in Asia. Um, mm-hmm. So what you're running into, especially now with the war in Ukraine, is that Ukraine is a big supplier of oil to Europe and Asia. So the the countries where these things are manufactured, even if, say, you know, transformers are manufactured in Vietnam. Let's just say Vietnam is not a country that uses oil from 
Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Well, the countries that are using oil from Ukraine now have to go out and get oil from somewhere, um, which means now there's competition. You're talking basic supply and demand. Same amount of mm-hmm. supply, but higher demand. So whereas you know the factories in Vietnam are paying you know a certain amount of money for oil in Vietnam, you know, prior to the war, now they have to compete with whatever country, you know, who, I don't know, Malta, uh, let's pick somewhere, you know, <laughs> pick, sure. pick some country, right? Let's throw Malta in there, there. right? Yeah. Um, you know, for the Funny same... you pick Malta because I'm actually half Maltese. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, my mother was born there. <laughs> I was like, let me pick tiny country in Europe, uh, Malta. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. It's a good pick. <laughs> so, yeah, but like, like you know, they're competing with, you know, yeah, like I said, like Malta or Belarus or whoever, like for the same sure. barrels of oil. So, yeah. so you have that same thing. So, like, it raises the cost and then the cost of getting stuff overseas, getting stuff shipped to the U.S. or, or to North America, you know, it, it all just, it starts to add up. And what happens is Hasbro then says, well, we're going to make the customer pay for it. And they do it in two ways, right? They, they raise the price and then they, they lower the budget for production. So, you know, that's why you get lower parts count. You get less paint apps. You get things along those lines. Is it, is it right? Is it fair? No, not, of course not. But, uh, you know, it's something that, um, until you, you know, I hate to say it, but that's one of those things you vote with your wallet until you stop buying the toys or you stop doing it. Um, you know, they're not going to really take notice. Uh, and, yeah. and even then, it's still going to take a year or two before before that gets corrected because their production timelines is so far out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I've had I've had to been I've had to start voting with my wallet fairly substantially because, you know, it's not that I don't like them is frankly, I cannot afford them anymore. Right. Um, the uh, I was at the, the comic book store this week. And uh, and the owner was pricing out the the new Black Series stuff that was coming in, and uh, and he said uh, he's like he's like yeah these are forty five dollar figures now. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Br- these these are the same six inch figures that they've always been, uh, you know, but they're forty five dollars. He's like, yep, that's the new price point on on Black Series. I'm like, wow. oh my god, that's ridiculous. Forty five Canadian, right? I mean. So that's like twenty five dollars US, but <laughs> I think it's more. It's closer to to thirty. It's probably closer or to thirty. Or, wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's like yeah, but it's still it's way too high, right? Yeah. Way too high. Um, By the way, before you go on to something else, you know, I just I remembered like because I, I know it's up there behind me somewhere. Um, the the generations cup. Um, I actually own two of that figure, two of that toy, because. In a very rare part of my collection, because you know I'm not a third party guy, it is one of the few third party things I own. Is the Iger head for for that's, that cup? That's, <laughs> yep, and that's the that's the head I have on mine too with the Saigar. Yeah, he's it's it. I, I bought a second I, one I, just to do the head swap uh, onto yeah. it. I've never I've never seen a figure improve more dramatically than when you swap that head on there because. The stock head for that Sergeant Cup is atrocious. It's a, it's, he's screaming. It's like a, it's a death scream. His, his look, he's a, his face is emaciated. He's screaming like, like what, who, who designed this head? But the rest of the figure, top notch. 
right? But yeah, it's it really is an amazing figure. If, if whoever out there is listening has not had a chance to experience Sergeant Cup, and and good luck finding the Eye Gear heads now. Like they're <laughs> they're gone. Like Eye Gear is not even a company anymore. But it's uh, it it really is a very uh, a very good figure. Um, but uh, you know. W- what a good segue, though, because <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I I did want to touch on it because I do know, and we've talked all about it numerous times, is is your dislike for third party. Um, and the with with the price of stuff going up so much, and this is where I was kind of leading with that, is that if I'm going to spend 30 bucks on a deluxe, in Canada here, $70 for a leader figure, right? Ridiculous. It's $109 for a commander class figure, right? Why why don't I just buy a, a third party figure, right? At this point in time, I'm I'm already investing a significant amount of coin. Why don't I get something of higher quality that I know is going to be, you know, get that hand feel that everyone likes talking about? get those the the plastic that i know is going to be solid and uh, you know and get something that uh you know may not share the name may not have that kind of stuff but may but i'm going to I'm going to feel more comfortable about you know when it actually arrives that kind of thing and generally i i know it's a licensing issue for you but when it comes right down to it um i'm buying a I'm buying for quality for myself. What do you, what, where do you, is it simply just the, the licensing? Uh, Yeah, I would say for the most part, it it has nothing to do with the quality of the figure. Um, You know, for me, you know, third party, because it's not official, just doesn't do it for me. Uh, You know, uh, there was a time, I mean, I have a handful I'm looking at like, three of them right now i own i think maybe four or five third-party things um i i really like i like there's levels i have to that too like i i think accessories add-on kits those sorts of things things that modify a pre-existing hasbro figure that that require you to purchase the original um those are those are cool in my book i don't really do them um, just because I, I i i like to have the stock version particularly for the for the website because that is um you know, kind of how we work, right? So that's we're an archive Makes of that. Sense. So, yep. um, but you know, the, there's you know, I could you could probably see it over my shoulder. I've got like a uh, swerve. He's got the my first blaster in his hands. Like there, there's there, there's a couple things. And I, I when I first when they first started, I was like, this would be cool if has you know to kind of fill the gaps of things Hasbro would never do. Um, I have three. Oh, I don't even know who made them. Uh, they might be I Year or Impossible Toys. Uh, Quintessons that they made. Uh, well, way back toys in the did quintessons. Yeah, so I've got, I've got a couple of those. I'm like, well, Hasbro's made most of these already. Like, so like now, you know, like in, in this day and age, like there's so much that's just not off the table anymore. I mean, you know, um, you know, for example, like there's that uh, Flame Toys Gilthor figure that's coming out. Like, how, it's such a bizarre choice, and it's so weird and random and off the table. That mm-hmm. like we've hit that point in Transformers where like. Every single weird minor character might get a figure uh, officially, not even unofficially. Um, 
so for me, it's it's like that was the appeal of any third party stuff was the, for the things that would just never exist. And like we, we're in a, a world now where like anything can exist. So mm-hmm. I don't want to cheapen that experience by by trying to get ahead of Hasbro. Like, for example, say Tarn. Right. Um, you know, I think like, you know, there's a whole bunch of third party Tarns. At some point, there will be an official Hasbro transforming Tarn. Um, and. I, I don't want to lessen that that experience by saying, well, I, I got something that looks just like it, even though it doesn't have a Decepticon logo on it. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, uh, it, it may, it's not as good. Um, or, you know, I feel like something like that has where my cheat and, and wait for the third party folks to see what they do and then come around and at a new angle. Right. Um, but for, yeah, for me, it's just more of, I'm not, it's, it's almost like, I, I, I equate it to reading fanfic. I don't read fanfic either, right? Um, mm-hmm. Those are kind of, you know, in the same way, it's it's produced by by fans. It's creating a, a story that is, you know, about something Transformers, but it's unlicensed. It's not official. It's not canon. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's my my same mentality towards third-party toys. These are, um, they're, they're physical embodiments almost of fanfic in a lot of ways. They're, they're somebody's vision around Transformers, but not uh, done with the permission of, of Hasbro. And so as an artist, yes, as someone who's a creative for a living, like I know what I'm doing when I sign away my creative rights to things, right? Like I understand that. Um, but if I haven't, or if I was in Hasbro shoes, I'd be very, very adamant about keeping, keeping that in line. So, um, Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea that like people like, Oh, well, Hasbro doesn't defend it. Well, uh, you know, that's not necessarily an excuse for, for making that decision to, to kind of do that so yeah i mean i for me it's just more of an ethical thing than anything else yeah well um like uh and and i made this uh we had this discussion on a previous episode of this uh this special series uh with uh, david wallace so uh if you've previously heard this then then you can skip this part but it's uh um he had mentioned the uh with regards to the djd that uh members like voss and kaon uh, are likely never going to get a figure from Hasbro, um, right? Where Voss is a sniper rifle and Kaon is an electric chair, right? Uh, whereas if, you know, if Megatron is not going to be a gun again, uh, Voss is definitely not going to be, a you know, a, a figure made by by Hasbro. And a, an electric chair, uh, you know, a figure that turns into electric chair, I, I highly doubt that that's going to be, uh, well, you know, the done. sniper rifle could be a submarine if you turn it upside down, right? So. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there are, there are still figures out there. Um, but I, with, with me and the third party stuff, uh, it, it comes back to quality when, with regards to that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean the, the, the mastermind creations Tarn is a great example uh, it's probably four years old now, that that figure, and uh, they're. It sounds like they're doing one, right? It's been on the it's been on the rumor list for quite some time, and uh, if they make one, I'm probably gonna buy it because I just love that character, right? But will its quality be up to the the level that the Mastermind Creations one, uh, you know, is? And it came out five years ago when this the new one comes out, maybe, right? You know, I don't know. I'm gonna doubt it because they, you know, Hasbro has to meet safety standards, right? And and frankly, I I I'm okay with 
Hasbro's safety standards, you know, they have to meet that. But I'm also a man in my 40s. <laughs> so I don't want a, a, a Tarn figure that needs to meet the safety standards for an eight-year-old, right? I, I want a, a bit of a dangerous figure. You know, I, I can deal with that. So, you know, um, I'm not about to shell out, uh, you know, four hundred dollars for the 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 high end flame toys one, um, because I, I'm not that kind of fan. But <laughs> but you know, you when know. you get down to it, like that, I was thinking it the other day. I was like, you know, that four hundred dollars, or I think it's it was three hundred. I don't know if they raised the price on it, but I was like, you know, the way things are going, that's not that's becoming a better deal each each day. <laughs> It's a, and I mean, uh, Apollo, who does the show with us, she bought one and it, it's a, it's a gorgeous figure. She showed it to us one, one time and wow. And I saw one at, uh, at a TFCon Chicago. I was walking around and I saw one sitting there and man, it looks so good, really. And I mean, you know, I, if I, if I was into, you know, that kind of stuff and I really had, cause it's a big figure too. If I had a spot for it, I'd probably, you know, think about getting it, but, uh, well, think about it, right? Things- like, like Titan, yeah. I mean, I'm, we're using U.S. money here, right? But at least in my head, like you know, Titan yeah. class Metroplex. If that's not your thing, that's one was it one eighty five, one ninety. So you're looking at roughly a hundred dollars more if you really want the darn figure. That's not yeah, terrible. And actually, actually, I could probably sell Titan Metroplex right now to somebody for five hundred dollars and buy it. You know, because Titan Metroplex, you know, the the old Titan Metroplex, I mean is is a very valuable figure right now you know and i've got all the boxes and stuff like that my wife is killing me because i keep all my boxes so you know i've got uh all this shit here is i've got all the boxes for it all in the basement so it's it's taking up a lot of space but um i i can i can uh respect your decision to to uh to avoid third-party stuff um i just i i I really wish that uh, you would, uh, you know, you would at least acknowledge the the higher quality, uh, you know, and, and at least the the engine, some of the engineering marvels that these guys, whoever they are, because obviously they're, you know, they're ghosts in the fandom that come up with this stuff. Except for there's one or two that actually, you know, put their name to it. You ever but, wonder uh, why they're ghosts, though? <laughs> oh, I I know. I don't wonder. I know. <laughs> but uh, you know, they they come up with some really interesting engineering, you know, tricks and and you know, I love I love doing that. I love going through their their you know their tricks. I would say the only thing is like, see, I can't acknowledge the quality or the engineering tricks because I don't experience the toys, so I can't say one way or another, you know, what what it is if if it's better or worse because I've basically kept ignorant on that, uh, probably you know deliberately too for for you know based on my yeah. choices but you know that's just uh yeah so it's, it's not so much like we can't like acknowledge their the quality is i don't know what the quality is <laughs> yeah i mean you go to cons though you can at least like they they, I, they, they show that stuff at those but the things. thing is like i'm not interested in it so i don't even like look you know i look at them and go cool the design looks cool like the okay. figure looks cool but like you know for example um there was that uh one of those uh, Computrons that was out pre-Combiner okay. Wars. It was gorgeous. And I remember I was like, this is really cool looking. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's third party. I'm not, I'm just not interested in it. And like, I don't yeah. want to, don't want to put that, that mental investment into it. Uh, yeah. Because I know it's third party. And uh, if I'm going to spend that money, um, not just as a collector, but again, as a website owner, right? Like 
I don't catalog third party on my site. So if I've got an extra $300, I, yeah, I can put that into a third party figure. I could also pick up, you know, half the cyberverse line and make sure that's taken care of on the site. And where, whereas, you know, people may not buy the kids lines, like still that needs to be archived. And so, mm-hmm. so it has to exist somewhere. So you know, that's sometimes my focus is more of, well, it, third party doesn't serve my website either so that's a whole yeah. other whole other beast so like i can invest that money in third party you know if i was to collect it but it, it, would, it would then take away from, from tfu.info and I, I just couldn't i couldn't um i really couldn't do that yeah well um, if you ever if you ever get up here i'll i'll i'll, I'll... Let you mess with my third party stuff. You have no, uh, you have you have no responsibility to uh, to 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 take it or to uh, to photograph it or anything like that. You can just experience it. Sounds like fun. You know, it's funny. That's why I buy other lines from now every now and again because I'm like, I don't have to photograph the toy. I don't have to photograph it in the package. I can just open it and enjoy. <laughs> the um the quality that uh, that I've been finding, and and we talked about it with regards to like just just. Um, the the fall off of some of the quality, but some of the engineering has been been really spectacular for me. Um, as you can see above my head, I've got the the Moon Studios, uh, you know, train bots, Radiotron. What do you? I don't care. It's not it's not Raiden. It's Radiotron. Um, but it's uh, you know, and then I've got um, the uh, the Studio Cell Unicron, um, or I guess it's it's just Studio. It's Studio Cell is his name, right? But um, so the the hasbro versions of these and and granted we have not seen an actual version of the uh the 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 takara tommy uh raiden yet um but we have seen the hasbro our haslab uh you know uh unicron and he's he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of girth to him and a lot of uh, you know a lot of panels that fold out and it's not a lot of hidden stuff and then i look at the studio cell and and I'm like, well, we've got a we've got a, a third party company that was able to do it. Why couldn't Hasbro do it, right? And you know, the it's not it has nothing to do with size because it's just scaled down, right? It's just or, or theirs is scaled up. I just I, I question why one could do it and the other one couldn't. And and you know that those kind of things go through my head when I'm looking at these these you know, the comparisons between the, the apples and oranges here. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, some of that stuff though, is also, you know, you have to figure when Hasbro is making something and I think Unicron might not be the best example because they only made, you know, whatever that, that number was uh, for Haslab. Right. 12,000, I think 12,000. Right. So, but you know, as they, they, they're still working within a, a budget and most, you know, most companies are, but if they want to expand the budget on say, something like Unicron, even if it's 12,000 figures, right? You figure if that that item, whatever that one thing that's going to do to get rid of the panels, right? If it costs an extra dollar per figure, that's, you know, then an extra $12,000 per figure. Um, mm-hmm. You do that across, say, a larger scale figure or a larger release figure, say, something like Earthrise Optimus Prime, right? Something that's going to be made in probably close to the millions, right? So yeah. you, you make one change that costs one dollar more per figure even say 10 cents more per figure that is you know quarter of a million dollars then or you know that they have to or is it a hundred you know a hundred thousand dollars they have to add into their budget um 
when these third party companies do their toy, they're only making what a thousand, two thousand, three thousand figures. So yeah, not many. Yeah. So that 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 scale, if they want to add something in that costs a nickel, it doesn't affect their margin as much. It doesn't affect their their price as much. On top of the yeah. the previously mentioned child safety things and all, all the sorts of the other things that, that Hasbro has to do as far as being um a legitimate company that could, you know, if something happens, if someone gets hurt and they get sued, you know, there's, there's, you know, they can't just disappear in the middle of the night. <laughs> so yeah. they're, they're, I think you, when, when you ask why can't Hasbro do this, there's usually a, a bigger picture question. It's not that they don't want to. It's not that, you know, because listen, we've talked to the designers, right? We, we talked to the, the marketing people. They want to put the best possible product out there. There's, it doesn't make sense for them not to. But in order to pull that off in in the scale that they're pulling those things off, it's not necessarily as easy. Whereas like with third party folks, hey, there's a bad part. We'll just make the other part and ship it out to you because we only have a thousand customers and that isn't really going to affect us long term. Um, maybe you see also with third party companies who make a bad toy and they fold the next month, right? Or like they, you know, they, they didn't get the pre-orders on something they expected and the toy never comes out. So, yeah. you know, Hasbro can't do that. If they tell their, if they tell retailers they have a toy coming out and they don't deliver, I mean, they would not just get sued. They would lose other products in the store. Sure. Um, so well, Hasbro's in no, in no fear of folding either though right right there's no fear of folding but you also can't piss off your your retailers you can't piss off no. the people that are who are putting your no. toy out so I, I you know i think there's everything that happens on a third party you know with third party figures and, and on the business side probably happens at a scale of 10 to 20 times more on hasbro side so mm-hmm. you know so those sorts of things of why can't they do or how they pull this off like I feel like when it, it that's the apples to oranges comparison because it's it's easier for a smaller company to implement those things. You know, as we say, uh, you know, what, what, what I've learned working in for a very big company now is that uh, one of the terms someone taught me is uh, big ships turn turn slowly, right? And that's it's kind of the same yes. thing. So you know, the, yeah. it's the same thing when it comes to third party and Hasbro. You know, Hasbro is going to turn in a much slower pace than than those mm-hmm. third party companies. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the uh, the designers and all the people that we've we've come to know through the you know the fan meets and all that kind of crap? Do you think that they feel like their hands are tied sometimes? Uh, I mean, do you know anyone that works at a big company who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh you know it's we can. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you off the uh, the third party train at this point. And we'll, you know, because it, uh, it 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 can be uh, it can be a little bit uh, jarring and, and a little a little a little heated sometimes. But uh, you know, we'll we'll get off at this stop. Yeah, but and that's not um, a knock on anyone who collects third party. I mean, none of my my personal feelings of third party is not to say people shouldn't collect third party. It's just that that I don't, and we don't cover it. it that's you know, mm-hmm. that's always been my stance on it. Mm-hmm. So. You are doing the the TFU podcast. You're doing the news and views and the uh, just the regular show, right? Uh, and yeah, and that's been going on for oh boy, how many episodes have you been doing of that now? So uh, news and views is somewhere over fifty episodes because I, I I just do that sporadically when where I feel like I need to talk about something or I have an interview that I've recorded or something along those lines. Uh, university is at episode, let's see, I'm working on episode 119, I think. Um, we're going on almost five years. It'll be five years in September. 
Yeah. Wow. Now that's, that's impressive because you're a one man show on that. Right. And, uh, and that's, I mean, uh, Jeremy's tried to do a one man show a, a couple of times and it's just, it's, it's kind of crashed and burned a few times and, uh, he'll restart it every now and then, but what it's, uh, it's, it's tough. The, uh, the, the, the motivation, the self-motivation there is, is commendable. I'll, uh, I definitely give you props on that. I, uh, I don't think I'd, I'd be podcasting or, or doing any of this other crap if the other guys didn't make me, you know, show up on Sunday nights <laughs> to, to, you know, to podcast with them. Um, what, um, what kind of stuff are you excited about with uh, with regards to university? What do you got coming up? Uh, so right uh, right now we're still making our way through 1987. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I should be much further. If I was going weekly like my initial plan was, I should be much further along than 119 episodes in five years. Um, but some episodes come easier than others. And right now I'm on an episode that is um, – just going to take some time uh i'm working on an episode about the young corgi uh the 1987 young corgi books in europe so they are um choose your own adventure style books and i go through them and i walk through every outcome in in those books so uh, uh the oh, wow. for, fortunately <laughs> fortunately it's only two uh i've already finished going through one i have to go through the other one um but like those books, they take up a lot of work. And then once once you once I iron through them, though, the, the episodes are a lot of fun. Uh, fortunately, these are the final two uh, in the U.S. or Europe that I have to cover, uh, and I'll never have to do them again, uh, at least as far as I know. Um, so, getting those out of the way will be will be good. Uh, and then after that, it's it's just the, the rest of 1987. So it's mostly a Headmaster's cartoon. Uh, which which I've never watched before, and so I've I've been making my way through that. Um, part of my excuse, I always say, of doing this podcast is to experience all the bits of media that I've never really uh, engaged yep. with, and and um, you know, Japanese cartoons are, are for the most part ones I've never really watched unless they've been imported here. Same here. A series. Um, so I'm finally getting a feel for for Headmasters as as a show. Um, and then a lot of there's some Marvel UK stuff I still have to cover too. So uh, that's that's most of the rest of '87. And then we'll get into '88 and start it all over. And we'll talk a little more toys and a little more other fun stuff. Marvel US comics, which I think I've wrapped for '87. Um, I'd have to I'd have to look at my notes. Hold on, you know what? I can, I'm on the, I'm on the computer that has the uh, the Excel file of my show plan for the year. Well, <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> let's see where episode plan. Here we go. Um, what do I have coming up? Young Corgi, uh, yeah, Headmasters cartoon episodes. Oh, the Blackthorn comics I'll be talking about soon. Mm. Uh, those are the uh, Transformers in 3D comics. Yep. Uh, we'll, be doing, we'll be doing a little bit of manga. We'll be doing a little uh, online fandom in 1987 uh, and merch for 87. Uh, was those an are always... online fandom in 87? <laughs> there was online fandom in 84. Uh <laughs> I did what was on online it. in 84? There was uh, two reviews, uh, one of the comics and one of the cartoon. Uh, so I found the uh, TF Wiki has it uh, linked as far as like the first online post about uh, the comic, the Marvel comic in some comics group uh, that that uh, exists. Uh, I actually hunted down the guy who posted it and did an interview with him. Uh this I is, think I remember. Yeah. This. So, uh, yeah. so he, you know, just trying to get an idea of what the feel for what, like, uh, 
being online at the time as a college, you know, he was in college at the time and he was reading oh, okay. comics and, yeah. and, you know, in the eighties. Yeah. He, and it was like, you would post, post your thing one night and then you would wait a couple of days to see if anyone wrote back to you. So, uh, so we'll do a, uh, you know, we'll go through 87. I don't even know. I haven't even done the research for it yet. So I don't even know if there's anything there for me to really talk about. Um, and then we'll, that's why I usually combine it with the merchandise episode. So we'll look at, we'll look at some of the wackier pieces of merchandise in that one. And That's yeah, cool. we've got it. So, a 120 is the episode I'm working on now, and uh, we go through almost up to 130 with 87. So we got about 10 more episodes on 1987 before we talk about 1988, and we'll get to pretenders and all that fun stuff. Well, that's awesome. That's very that's very cool. I, uh, you know, you've been you've been really deep diving it, and that's I think that's exactly what uh, the whole university aspect of it is all about, right? You covering all the aspects. Um, and that's really neat. The uh, um, I think we'll we'll we're getting close to the end here for us. But I wanted to uh, just kind of end on because uh, you do buy all the main line. Um, what uh, what what are some of the things that are coming out right now that you're uh, you're really excited about? Um, let's see. Uh, oh, let me got, let another, me got another Excel file. I got, I got my pre-ordered <laughs> Excel file. Um, you know, I'm excited <laughs> about the um, I mean, who doesn't these days? Right. Um, I just started getting the Velocitron stuff, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh, I can't wait to like really photograph it and, and open it up. Um, let's see, the you know, I would I'm looking at you know Shattered Glass really impressed me with a lot of what's coming out. Um, I'm interested in this just to see uh, see what's what's there. I really like the uh, the GI Joe crossover stuff that they that they have planned. I I think the Hiss Tank and Bumblebee both look really good. Um, I know they look like Transformers with with GI Joe vehicles stuck on their back, but that's fine with me. It, it's not one of those things that uh, really irks me, because um, I'm one for new fi- figure designs. Like it's a, I the thing that bothers me about the Bumblebee more than than the design, and I like the design. I like the giant tires on his shoulders. Um, is the color? Uh, I just wish they went all yellow or all green. Just pick one and go with it. Um, okay. Instead of forcing that green and yellow together, because that that's the part that doesn't look right to my eye. Um, I wish I, they'd come up with new characters. I, and I'm fine characters. with that too. Yeah, like well, here, <laughs> I think that is um, that is a, a thing I want overall for for the brand is is let's start building some new characters. And you know, Earth Spark is another thing I'm looking forward to because I think we're going to see a new story. I was you know I was one of those people I hated Cyberverse uh, when I first watched it. Uh, was mm. not impressed, and I stuck with it. And that that first half of that first season, up until the Velocitron episode, um, was hard to watch. Like I was hate watching it uh, at that point um, for two reasons. One, it wasn't. I didn't think the acting was very good. And two, I really liked uh, R.I.D. twenty fifteen, and I felt it wasn't okay. wasn't measuring yeah. up. Um, and then after the episode with Blur, it really takes a turn where you're like, okay, this is this is getting a little different. And then by dark. And then by well, it got dark, which uh, you know I don't necessarily need, but I felt like that was it was it was something very different for the show. And I'm um, once they got past the Bumblebee doesn't talk trope and the uh, as as my friend Jenny calls it, uh, Bumblebee needs an adult, uh, which is like the whole <laughs> beginning of the season. Um, once they get past those two things, the show really really takes off and. Um, becomes the G1 show that like it becomes a G1 continuation that we really all kind of like wanted in in a lot of ways, especially seasons two and three, and then into even into season four. Um, 
all that stuff the 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 beans trapped in the matrix mind loop thing they did and and the the, cool. the quintesson that they had in there or the quintessen i should say um though and he collects sound waves <laughs> like all of that was was just so cool for me i, I there was so many times where it was like oh i can't believe they did that oh that's really cool um so much so that like i really appreciate the toy line even though it's it's meant to be a kid's toy line um like just knowing I have representation and of those characters, they they decide to do new characters like Meteor Fire and um uh Iaconis and and um uh McAdam. Like you know, mm-hmm. having having toys of those guys and having uh just you know um uh a slobber. Some of those some of the names are escaping me, but like that just knowing those exist in some sort of toy form is really cool. Um so seeing that seeing that um you know hopefully play out a little bit more in uh in earth spark and we'll see what we get out of that i think that's another thing i'm I'm really looking forward to and then uh seeing where the comic license ends up i haven't finished the i haven't finished the current run of idw um i haven't been much of a fan i'm very much with you in that it is um it is fraught with pacing issues um uh it is also fraught with lettering issues and editorial issues so those are those those are the things that uh, the editorial not so much but i I blame the editor for the lack of lettering uh that's kind of where i go with that i'm like once they lost tom b long yeah yeah and i i honestly think that um i i feel like the lettering it's not that it's bad it's that it's absent um so the, there's places where I'm like, that needs a sound effect. That needs a box telling me what, where I am at this time mm-hmm. because I turned the page and now I have no idea what's going on. Uh, little things like that, that, that I'm like, that really, like, I'm like, I don't know if I blame the editor or the, uh, the letterer on that, but the lack of lettering uh, mm-hmm. is, is some of the things that have really taken away from what feels like really cool world building, but not necessarily good pacing. Um so we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. Uh, I'm I'm one to think that if it ends up at Skybound, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um. I mean, nobody nobody knows anything <laughs> for sure right now. It's all speculation. So it's uh. We're you know we'll we're, we're all waiting to see and uh, and it'll be it'll be interesting where it uh, where it goes. Um, Skybound or not, that seems to be the rumor. That uh, that everyone's kind of going with at this point, but it's been the rumor for months now. Um, the uh, um, Earth Spark looks looks interesting. Uh, we're getting a couple new characters with that for sure, um, but uh, everything seems to all be grounded around Prime and Bumblebee still, um, and then that seems to be uh, what they're going with. They got their they got their kid friendly character, and they've got their their um, their their touch point right with uh, with. Optimus Prime. Oh, Optimus Prime. I remember him, right? Oh, and there's Bumblebee. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm, they might go the the rescue bots route with that, and that they're there, but they're not really there. They they show up, you true. know, and you know, especially when you see trailers. Trailers usually only show you the first episode or two. Um, yeah. I feel like you might it might have a more of a monster of the week feel, especially when you see like who shows up as cameos in those trailers. Like I feel right. like yeah. they're going to face a different Decepticon each week and and figure out how to how to beat them. And I don't think. I don't think uh, having Optimus in a story like that doesn't doesn't serve it very well because he, you know, right? He's it's like having Superman in, in the story all the time. Like he he's just gonna. Mm-hmm. Well, they got know. a pretty big voice actor to play Optimus, so I expect they're gonna use him a lot. See, I go the opposite. They got a pretty big voice actor to play Optimus. He's gonna show up sparingly. 
Oh, really? Okay. Because like he's going to show up, you know, the beginning of the season, the end of the season, and and that's it. Hmm. I th- I think he'll be in it a lot more because uh, yeah, I think he'll's. Uh, I think they're going to want to use him. I think they're going to want to flex. They're going to want to flex with him. But uh, we'll see. Um, the other question I had for you is, uh, I mean, we kind of you you just kind of remind me of it, and I'd like to get your opinion on it. Is uh, do you think, regardless of whether it's a show or a toy line, do you think every single toy line now is going to be G one based with a splash of something else now? Yeah, regardless of whether it's a toy line <laughs> or a, or a show. Yeah, to some extent, I, I I think so because I what I you know what, something I, I did on uh, news and views recently is that uh, Transformers is your favorite superhero brand, um, and and I'm starting to feel that uh, that's ever since they've gone to you know since they started to really iron out evergreen designs and mm-hmm. naming conventions and they've you know and it it was all kind of all over the place probably to Hasbro's detriment when you get to like the Unicron trilogy figures and universe and stuff like that, where they were just slapping names on anything to keep the, keep the copyright for, for certain ones. Um, now it becomes um, a matter of uh, these are the heroes, you know, much like, you know, the Marvel heroes and the DC heroes, these are the transformers heroes and villains. And uh, we're just going to, yeah, we're going to shift them into this look, this, you know, this art style, this uh, body style for the next thing. Um, and I think the clearest indication of that uh, is that the toys are packaged in robot mode, right? So it's no longer when, you know, uh, the the approach is now, uh, at least from my perspective, is that we used to have vehicles that turned into robots. We had these very like cars and whatever planes and yeah, they kind of made robots. I mean, look, you look at G1 figures, the robot designs are not necessarily that great. Right. But they, they are part. Now we have action figures that turn into cars. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, it's a very, it's a very big difference in philosophy. Um, and so I think because of that philosophy, you're seeing, um, a character focus based on on old media and based on on you know the traditional looks of characters. Uh, so you'll you'll you will always see that with a splash of whatever it is uh, they want to try to sneak in. I think that's going to be Unicron trilogy and Prime going forward, just because people who were kids at that age are are in their you know mid twenties, early thirties at this point, and that they're the ones becoming the next set of collectors. So until they, until unfortunately, until we get old and die off, the chances are is that, that it's going to stay with some sort of a, a G1 focus until Hasbro figures out, you know, or thinks they can make more money doing the other lines instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so, I mean, I touched on this with, when I talked to Maz, uh, how how much longer do you think you can go with this? I mean, you're going with the uh, you're going with the uh, archive, so I mean, you've got a built-in excuse, I guess. But uh, I mean, do you want to be 60 years old and still buying Transformer toys? I, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um, you know, it's funny. It's <laughs> funny you talk to. It's funny you bring up Maz too, because he was a big contributor to uh, TFU in the early I know days. He was, yeah. um, he, he was a huge help when we were just trying to complete the original, like. G1 archive and 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 early uh, early on figures, 
Um, so I think some of his pictures are still still part of the archive. I, I would I wouldn't be able to tell you which ones off the top of my head, but there are definitely ones that go back that are like either rare Japanese or rare uh, European figures. They're definitely his uh, photos. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, you get into that of um, do I want do I want my my wife and my daughter? Uh, should I go first to uh, have to sell all this stuff, right? <laughs> Um, and then also, where is the market for that in 10 or 20 years? Is it still exist? I went to a, um, I've told this story before. I went to a baseball card show uh, mm. probably about five years ago. I had um, a little more than five years ago. I had some Magic the Gathering cards uh, early on ones that were pretty valuable. And uh, I wanted to get them graded by Beckett. And so uh, uh, I went to a baseball card show when I was still living on Long Island uh, at Nassau Coliseum, and I went there, and uh, I the Beckett people were there, and I was like, "Well, I, I got the cards sent off, and and for what they needed to do." And then uh, um, I was walking around the baseball card show, and I'm looking, I'm like, "These are all like 55, 60 year old men," um, and I'm like, "They're passing the same stuff back and forth." I'm like, "You know, baseball cards were a thing when I was really, you know, in my, you know, I was seven, eight, nine years old." Um, now I'm like, oh, that was because I'm like, those became a thing because our parents kind of pushed us into the things they liked as kids, right? And I'm like, these guys are in that thing that they liked as kids. And I'm like, there's no value in anything anymore because the people who want it either have it or or don't want it. So like, there's like yeah. everything plateaus at some point in terms of price. So like, if I wanted to cash out my collection, when is the time to do it? I don't know because I've never considered cashing out my collection uh, until after mm -hmm. I until after I had a kid, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I want to leave this for them to to deal with because usually that happens and people just like here take the whole thing and uh, yeah. Here's a thousand bucks. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody, somebody sold their collection to the store that I help out at. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, they had passed away and the, the, the widow had been keeping the, the collection in, in bins in the house. And they, she had had it for 10 years and she had a, basically the collection was complete from G1 all the way to the first movie. Oh, and wow. So they she dropped it off at the shop and said, I don't want it anymore. Um, give, you know, what do you give me for it? And, uh, and I think he gave her 2,500 bucks for it all. And I mean, she was ecstatic to get it. Right. She thought it was worthless. Right. And uh, I mean, she might've gotten more. She might've got, I think it might've been five, right. She might've gotten five grand for it, but um, I mean, it was probably probably twenty thousand dollars worth of worth of stuff right wow but but it, she had no idea like where anything was like the bins were immediately just given to me and said here you need to sort through all this stuff and you know like i spent weeks on that stuff figuring it all out like where everything was and all this stuff so it was it's an was an impressive collection and, and i mean this was years ago but yeah like I immediately, for those couple of weeks, I was coming back to my house and looking around in here and thinking, oh man, if I die tomorrow, this is a problem. This room is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it really had me thinking about it. And, you know, so yeah, I don't know if, you know, it's, it's, it's that the conversation with Maz is it really had me thinking about whether or not I want to be doing this in my sixties. You know, uh, I got a lot of comics too, right? Do I want to be, a, you know, 
shoveling these boxes around, you know, when I, when I'm shoveling around myself, right. <laughs> it's uh, you know, and do you want to be associating, you know, going off to cons in your sixties? It's, I don't know. It's optics. And do I care what other people think? Not particularly anymore, but I don't know. It, it's still kind of, I, it's, it's a weird thing. I still, I still enjoy it. I still like hanging out with people, but uh, you know, I don't particularly play with the figures. I just, I like to mess around with the engineering and, uh, and just kind of take pictures of them and stuff. But uh, I just, I just like looking at them, you know, and can I do that? And I, can I get that online? And I, you know, probably the answer is no, but uh, you know, I, 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 I do, there's a, there's a, in the next five to 10 years, there's a, a really substantial conversation that needs to go on with myself and to figure <laughs> out what, what am I actually doing here? And I think there's a lot of us in the same boat. Um, so, yeah, but uh, last thing before I, I let you go, uh, is it still transforming or is it, have you opted for converting? Um, if, I mean, for me, it's transforming, but I, I will say converting sometimes just to mess with people, um, because I, I find it amusing. Um, I get why Hasbro does it. Uh, and honestly, you could go all the way back to, um, you could definitely go all the way back to G2. I don't know if you can go back to G1 uh, on it, but the, they're, they, they don't use converting every time, but they'll use things like turns into, uh, on their packaging, mm -hmm. they avoid the word transform, uh, even going back as far as G2, uh, I think of off the top of my head and maybe in late, late G1. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, it, it, it irks a lot of the people and, and everyone knows it as transform and roll out. Even Peter Cullen well, said it recently at the, the Lego <laughs> thing is ridiculous. I, I, like that. I don't understand <laughs> that one. Convert and roll out. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, I don't, uh, my goodness, but, uh, I know, and we all know it's it, why they've, they're trying to do it, but, uh, I mean, public perception is going to keep it transform and roll out. Um, and, and no amount of, of legal mumbo jumbo or, or, you know, PR is going to, uh, is going to change public perception on this one. I it's, think that's fine. You know, I think for Hasbro, as long as they're not doing it, they don't care. <laughs> like as long as yeah. they're not setting the precedent you want to go do it that's fine like it doesn't hurt them i think no. you know for them they they need to do it for, for all the legal reasons right um but it, as long as they're doing their thing on their end they're protected and, and it'll never it'll never really I guess, change yeah i guess but i mean wasn't it uh wasn't it the uh the the, the public's uh wasn't that them who who called uh who started just calling bathroom tissue kleenex and you know and it's just i mean that's the brand name now but everyone knows when you say hey can you go get me a kleenex that's you know everyone knows what you're talking about right it's you know it's it's all that that kind of name recognition is is you can't buy that right, right. uh so you know and i mean do they i don't understand why they want to protect themselves from that they just be i i get that they don't want to lose the name transform right they, right. They well, that's what it is, is that it, because the word transformer is so it's almost fairly generic, right? That they, they mm -hmm. don't want they don't want a robot toy that turns into something else being known colloquially as a transformer. Right. Right. So that 
they lose their name brand. So like you could say that, right? But if they don't protect that, it could be taken away from them. So from mm-hmm. a legal standpoint, they have to go out of their way to protect it. Um, right. It's kind of what what's there. Like Kleenex still says bath tissue on it, right? It doesn't say Kleenex, 100 Kleenexes inside, right? It's right. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, but uh, I, I don't, does, I guess that's an interesting, you know, thought experiment to just kind of see how many of these uh, these brand names have co- become uh, you know, colloquially known as, as, you know, what they are instead of, you know, you know, their, their generic name or their, their actual name, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's a handful. It's, it's Coke, it's uh, Xerox, uh, you know, and, and, and yeah, Kleenex. I mean, there's not, not some chapstick maybe. Um, yeah. A chapstick. You know, yeah. Yeah. There's yep. not, there's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. We all know why they're doing it, but it. uh, the the way it just it sounds so stupid <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah but uh anyway i will keep to my word and i will let you go now it's uh it's been a blast chatting with you uh we've uh we've had you on transmissions before but i i you know this was a bit more of a deep dive not as deep as you go into on uh, on transformers university but uh definitely a bit of a, a bit of fun here just uh just to chat with you and and uh and and you know go a little bit further into uh, into some of the topics that we've uh, we've kind of touched on on the on the main show but uh just a just a just a fun chat about just whatever and uh you know i've i've had a good time yeah i had a blast and i i hopefully i get to get a chance to be on the main show soon so i can uh, uh compete for the title of number one beast wars fan <laughs> <laughs> Not unless you're on permanently. It's a it's a permanent title. You got to be on permanently. Yeah. So yeah. One. I mean, if you want to, if you want to come on and be a permanent guest host, and and I mean, oh, you got to make a commitment every Sunday. Can I can I go sub level like intercontinental Beast Wars fan? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, I'll have to. I'll have a. We'll have a meeting and we'll we'll talk it over. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Ant. Well, this has been a, a blast, and uh, but uh, we'll we'll have you on again. We'll have you on the main show, and we'll uh, we'll talk about some other stuff. <laughs> it sounds good. Awesome. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.